Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the Motormouth Podcast with myself, Harry Benjamin, and Tim Sylvie, where in each show we sit down with a figure from the world of motorsports and dive into how exactly they ended up where they are now. F1 champions, team principals, Formula E and touring car stars. If there's anyone with a story to tell, they'll usually tell it right here. Motormouth is an app and website where you can catch up with all the latest F1 gossip at motormouth.club and view live timings across a race weekend with our app. We're also proud to be partnered with the Brain Tumor Charity, helping to raise awareness and help find a cure through events like our annual karting race, where you can go head-to-head against professional drivers, all to raise vital funds. For more info, check out motormouthkartrace.com. This podcast is brought to you by F1 Experiences, the official experience, hospitality and travel program of Formula One. F1 Experiences is the closest you can get to the pinnacle of motorsport. And let's face it, any chance to get close to Formula One, we're all over it. Enjoy the very best race tickets and track hospitality, first class hotels and unprecedented access you simply cannot get anywhere else. For more information on how you can book your F1 experience, visit f1experiences.com where you can also save 5% on your very own F1 experiences package by using the code MM11F1E when checking out online. So, what are you waiting for? Experience the 2022 F1 season firsthand with exclusive access courtesy of F1 Experiences. Get booking today at f1experiences.com. Hello everyone, Tim Sylvie here. Now, today is bittersweet, listeners. Harry is tied up with F3 commentary duties, so I'm flying solo for a little while. But fear not, we have two very special guests to cheer me up. Harry will be back soon, but while he's gallivanting around with the Sky Sports crew, we'll soon be announcing a very special super sub to join me on hosting the show. Someone I'm sure many of you will be very, very familiar with. Um, but more on that soon. In the meantime, it's time to introduce today's guests, AJ and Curtis Pritchard, who are very familiar to anyone with a TV following AJ's stints in Strictly Come Dancing and I'm a Celebrity and Curtis, of course, on Love Island and Dancing with the Stars. There's much more to them, though, than, than that. Having bumped into both of them at this year's Grand Prix Ball in London, I discovered that the brothers happen to be fans of racing, which is why we've dragged them on here. We're here to learn about their life, thoughts, careers and opinions. Curtis, AJ, welcome to the Motormouth Podcast. 
I tell you what, it's, it's not easy when you've got three kids to keep you up all night and you've had about an hour's sleep. So I'm just pleased I got through it. Yeah, I was going to say good morning and how are you doing? I'm, I'm surviving. I'm surviving, Curtis. You know, I'm actually going on holiday tomorrow for a much needed break. So um, uh, with oh, the look, kids, where are you going? to Turkey, a place called Cal- like going to hold I'm, I'm straight away. Really off racing here. Yeah, so I'm going to Kalkan in Turkey. Have you heard of it? No, but I know Turkey's a lovely place. I actually went to Turkey not long ago with one of my friends. Uh, Love Turkey. Best time. Yeah. But the only problem was the weather was actually hotter in England than it was in Turkey. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. This time, it's, I mean, it's going to be nice here for the next couple of weeks, but it's. It, I think over there it's about 40, 45. So we're going to absolutely fry, but I cannot wait. But if you go, you have to check out Kalkan. It's amazing. Little harbour town, loads of good bars and restaurants, great food, nice people. No one knows about it. Um, it's it's a hidden gem. Um, I like that. Anyway, anyway, now, yeah. enough about me. Um, so where are you joining us from today? You look like you're in a kitchen. Whose is it? We are in, uh, we're in my flat, in AJ's flat. Uh, the kitchen, uh, oh, actually, it's just full of boxes from different camera equipment, actually. <laughs> like, you know, I've got on them new Insta360s to film with, so yeah. they are epic. And we actually got the, the most amazing shot, which we put on Instagram, of Curtis being sprayed by Lewis Hamilton at the F1 wow. yeah. with it like directly. And thankfully, it's waterproof. He locked literally. It felt like he locked eyes with me, and time slowed down. <laughs> as he was spraying me with uh, the champagne. Amazing! Like, what a moment! <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, that was for sure. He's uh, he's an interesting character. It's funny when you say about like catching eyes with him. I did some work with him once, and uh, he he came into the room, shook my hand, and looked me so intently in the eyes. It was terrifying. Like he's. So so intense. He was. He we, does though, doesn't yeah. he? Because I shouted to him when he was doing an interview. Was it after the race, wasn't he? And I shouted. He was, yeah, and he, he was obviously very happy, and he was kind of on like, like a high spirit. He did amazing yeah. at Silverstone, yeah. and Kersen went, "I love you, Lewis." And then Lewis literally <laughs> like turned, locked eyes, and did like a solid thumbs up, and just yes. did a, like a really good nod. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're basically you're on a level. You're basically best friends now. So, yeah. You know. After Silverstone, we we, we connected on it. <laughs> bonded level. on a totally different level. Well, before uh, we come on to racing, let's go back in time. You're, you're from Stoke-on-Trent originally. Um, Curtis, take us back to the Pritchard household in the very early years. What was life like growing up for you guys? To be fair, so we're boring and Latin dancers. That's what we were from a young age. Yes. But we were actually big into extreme sports. Anything that would give us adrenaline, like mountain boarding, mountain biking, yeah, go-karting, literally anything that would really get that heart rate going. Yeah. And mum and dad never wanted us to actually dance. Our dad was an ex-professional dancer. So we were always um, going to the major competitions because dad would be judging them. And this is sort of where our dancing life began and, let's yeah. say, grew inside of us. And then as we got older and older, we were about 11 years old, we then decided, actually, there's a, there was an opportunity to go on TV, wasn't it, I think? What, yeah, what, it, what was the exact thing? It you was remember a, it better than me this part. It's a, you know, like when the TV show has a pilot and then they need to get multiple people to come on and like go. And it was Baby Ballroom. And I said, well, this year I want to go on TV. That's what I want to do, Mom. And she was like, well, we've got this opportunity. The thing is, you just have to learn how to dance. I was like, okay, I'll learn how to dance. How hard can it really be? Um, and then famous last word. Yeah, yeah. Did, did awful. Thankfully, the pilot never got shown and it's hopefully shelved in the archives of the BBC somewhere. It's like, gotta no be that. it's, that's got to be on YouTube somewhere, isn't it? it no. Can no, never be shown. Never, never, never. never. <laughs> Locked away. Um, and then I was like, oh, I love it. And then the next day I was like, no, I want to dance. I want to do this properly. And the thing is with myself and Kurt, is if we do something, it has to be to the best of our abilities non-stop. And then 
we just trained every day, got to kind of world championship level for myself and Curtis. And then Britain's Got Talent came along for me. I did that as just a random in and out. And then Strictly came along at the age of 20 and said, do, do you want to do this? And I was like, nah, nah, I'm okay, thanks. And yeah. I don't think they've ever had anybody like turn, turn them down. down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nope. I was like, no, I'm okay. I'll go and com- compete all over the world and stick to what I want to do. And then they're like, second time asked. And then third time, I was like, okay, some things changed in our lives. And, and some people passed away and, and people that were helping us. And it kind of, it felt like that right moment. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. If I, if I don't like it, I can go back to dancing, traveling the world. Yeah. And then thankfully I did love it, enjoyed working on the TV, the entertainment side. Because it's not just the dancing, obviously. It's the whole personality and, well, just getting lost in a show like Strictly. Because when you do it, like any proper TV show or sport you do, you do it 10, 12 hours a day, nonstop. And when Strictly's on, you... From beginning of August to the end of December, you are you are gone. You are yeah. just in another world. Yeah. But I, I'm very competitive, so I do enjoy that. That's for sure. It's an incredible show, incredible show. But you, it, but it did start for you earlier than that because you did. You alluded to it there on BGT in 2013 with a girl called Chloe. And yes. I, I only remember that because my wife's called Chloe, and I remember watching it at the time. Did did that have an impact for you in life, or was that just a bit of a flash in the pan, and then stuff came later? It was. It was an opportunity to say, do I like the entertainment world? And I kind of said, yes, but I want to focus on my competing. I wanted to get to number one in this kind of youth category. Um, and there was a couple of competitions that I wanted my name on that trophy so it would go down in history. <laughs> and until I got my name on them trophies, I was like, I'm not doing anything else. And I got my name on them trophies very quickly. And then it was like, well, Britain's Got Talent was one thing, but the producers of Strictly didn't know my name, didn't know my nationality, didn't know um, if I was a champion or not. They just said, I like him. It was literally as easy as that. And I was like, well, they just like the personality, the performance, the charisma on the dance floor. So it just happened to be quite helpful that I kind of won quite a few titles and was British and, well, I say Northern, but some people don't class Midlands. Midlands. We say so, Northern. So yeah. It's Northern if we're in London, that's yeah. for sure. It's very North uh, for me. It's, it's, I mean, that, you're getting nosebleeds in that part of the world. It's really yeah. far <laughs> um, and, and Curtis, obviously, you, you, although many people know you from Love Island in, the, in England anyway, but you are also a dancer and you did, yes. the, the, I guess, the Strictly equivalent in Ireland, um, Dancing with yeah. the Stars. So, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing great, with the Stars. Great programme. Loved it to bits, to be fair. Did you? And how, did, and how did that come about? Was it a similar thing? Someone just phoned you or was it like a referral from AJ? How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> AJ gave him a quick phone call. Get him on the show. Yeah. No, it was sort of, we knew the the direct, like the um, direct producer. Yeah, direct yeah, producer. Show, he yeah. sort of, my dad taught him to dance. He taught us to dance in a, in a way, sort of. And he said, oh, there's a new program coming up. And he says, I know your credentials. I've taught you. You're obviously good enough for this. Do you want to give it a go? And I was like, you know what? I do, actually. Let's give it a go. And I thought, actually, it can be a stepping stone to get onto Strictly, because that was my end goal, in a way, to get onto Strictly and then Dancing with the Stars in America sort of go up the ladder of the size yeah. of the program. But then I did three years on Dance with the Stars and the opportunity to Love Island came up. Somebody dropped me a message and it was a bit like, do you want to go on this type thing? And we all discussed it as a family. We all sat down and was like, what should we do? I want to go the Strictly route. And I know Love Island will stop me from going that Strictly route. And then I was like, you know what? A nine-week holiday, people put in front of you to... to make love with almost on a tv yeah. program I thought, this is perfect no nine <laughs> weeks in the sun doing this 
can't complain. Let's enjoy it. And then I came off there and just went into my presenting TV side of things and put the dancing a little bit to the side, bar the tours that we do. Yeah, really. yeah. Yeah, we know we're still trying to do tours. Um, it's been a nightmare over the pandemic, yeah. So we put a tour on, then tried to reschedule it, and then trying to reschedule a tour four times was just not viable financially. <laughs> or I think mentally, just yeah. like, I can't do this anymore. So we've been that off, and hopefully we'll be looking into that in, oh my God, 2023, right. save the years. And we, we do so pantomimes. Life's going so fast. Where is the years gone? Know, Where's it's the insane. time? It's, it's insane. Scary. Yeah, yeah. And then we do pantomimes every year, which is always fun for like family. It's kind of, it's become a tradition to work at Christmas, which I quite enjoy. I'm not going to lie. You just kind of get the full Christmas spirit, bonanza, yeah. everything. Yeah. Did the, did the dancing come naturally? Because obviously you got it in the family. Did you have to work hard at it or did you do it for the first time and take that position and just think, bloody hell, I, I, I'm a natural? <laughs> no, we start. So most people that got to the level oh, that we two got very to, different. Yeah, we were two very different dancers ourselves. Yes. But I'm just going to say most people that get to the level that we got to started at about four years old. Right. So we technically didn't start really till. So my, my competitors were Russia, Ukraine, uh, America, Canada, and they all started like day dot, like little toddlers, babies. Yes. Yeah. And they had a hell of a financial backing as well to travel the world and to be able to compete at that level. The same with any elite sport. And for us, starting at the age of 12, it was like, well, if I'm going to do something, I have to win. And I'm not a natural dancer. I'm somebody who has to do it again and again and again until it's so repetitive and so ingrained in my body that it looks natural. So I'm definitely like hard work and pain. Yeah. I'll get there. Whereas Curtis, you're a bit more... I'm more loose. Curtis more flowy and more Depends natural. I feel. If I'm feeling good, it's a great performance. If I'm feeling <laughs> bad, well, it's a bad performance. <laughs> but I, I can just be like a robot. I'll just, I'll yeah. just knock it out, out yeah. every single time because I've done it a bazillion times. You were so, consistent. I was just... But do you, do you think then anyone can do it? Because I, I'd learned a book... So when I got married, we had a... Uh, a song written for us by a guy called Simon Mitchell, who wrote a song about how we met and the story of our life and stuff. Really cool. It's a brilliant song. And then we learned a ballroom dance to that song. And I tried, we had a lot of lessons and I really tried. <laughs> how and did I- it go? <laughs> Not well. Like, you know how when, da- you know when David James was on it and he was sort of very, yes, sort yes. Of st- very stiff. I just couldn't do it. Do you think with enough practice, anyone can become good at dancing? Anyone, anyone can become good at dancing. Anyone can become good at anything with think, enough practice and the right teacher. I think the one the hardest thing, thing yeah. and an open mind. Yeah, you're with guys, sometimes it's obviously you. So your body's so set in. Say if you do a desk job, you're probably a bit round shoulder. Or if you go to the gym, you're quite stiff in certain aspects. Like that's the hardest thing with a guy trying to change that flexibility up. But when it comes down to hand-eye coordination, repetition, and just sheer like parrot fashion just do it again do it again do it yeah. again you will get there 100 percent. parrot fashion i like i like that, that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. good one i'm gonna use that um now let's quickly touch on love island a little bit curtis because it, it's, it's, it's a funny old show i'm watching it at the moment we're we're it's ruined our lives in a way because we spent every evening at nine o'clock sat in front of the tv yeah, watching it's yeah it's, it's so addictive watching you know Gemma treat luca like it like a I don't know. Anyway, but what was it like? For you? Did, did, did you go in there thinking I'm doing this to make a bunch of cash or I'm doing it to further my career or it's just a bit Absolutely. of fun? Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> no, to be, to be fair, I, um, I had an open mind to everything. I actually was, I just it was, come it out of a, a 
Yeah, and but a I just, solid career plan from yeah. day dot. But I just come out of a relationship as well, so I was single, and I, this opportunity came up, and I knew, wow, the amazing things that can come from this program. Yeah. To be honest, though, I didn't think I'd make it past week two. I genuinely thought I'd be in there for about two weeks, and then I'd be out. But the difference is with your series, which, to be honest, I know I'm your brother. I, but I never has... watched Love Island before going on it, and I never right. watched my series back. So your series has been yeah. the best <laughs> series because I feel like the it was a good one. They had their own career paths, each person, whether it be like Tommy was already boxed, like you were a dancer, yeah. Molly was already an influencer, all the other people had their own criteria, they knew who they were. Yeah. But the one thing that made your year so different was yourself, because you were... <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm not, it's not a good thing, we'll get to that in a <laughs> oh. second. Oh, Curtis Thanks, is bro. like a catalyst. You'll throw Curtis into the mix, and the one thing, Curtis had never watched the show, so he didn't know how anything worked, he doesn't watch TV. <laughs> So as soon as you throw him in, he'll just be so brutally honest sometimes. Yeah. I said, have a journey in there. No, you I'm brutally honest. You had a complete <laughs> car crash. If you haven't seen his, his series, from right. one day to the next, you had more minutes and hours than any other contestant ever. on any other series <laughs> yeah. I've ever had on that show for all of the right and wrong reasons. Really, I'm just a nosy bugger that wanted to get in, it, in everyone's information and stuff. That, that was why I was on yeah. TV so much. No, I'm an inquisitive guy, and to be fair, I just thought it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. Don't yeah. sit down and do nothing. You know, we're not going to be able to be in this villa again. Yeah. So make a coffee, and that's where that get up and make everyone a coffee came yeah. from. Yeah. And I was like, wake everyone up, get doing things, and enjoy your time in here. Yeah. Because it is a unique place. Mate, it's a, it's a philosophy for life. Get up and do things. Get up and move. Yeah. It's all you got to do. Um what about the fame side of things now obviously we we met briefly at, at the start of the gp ball um yeah, yeah. uh this year um we you were i think standing by the alpine f1 car that that was um on display at the event and my wife chloe saw you guys and was like oh my god it's aj and Chloe. we gotta go say hello so we came over we had a chat discovered you were into your motorsport but that even in the couple of minutes that we were there lots of people were coming up to you asking for photographs and wanting to have a chat how do you deal with that? Do, do, do you like the public knowing who you are, stopping you in the street? I love it. I will talk to anybody, literally anybody. If they come and have a conversation with me, famous, not famous, whatever the situation, I will talk. I've always been like that, and I love talking to people. But you do open your life up to everything. Yeah. And sometimes think, if you yeah. want to be private, yeah. it's then a lot harder to. Yeah. So that's the hard thing about it. But I do enjoy everything else. Yeah. I think the one thing that for me is always if somebody's polite and just yeah. quite honest and comes up, asks for a photo, and we're always happy to chat, we're happy to talk. We're, and you're not halfway through your steak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, no, recently when you're filming videos, you'll get to that perfect yes. moment in a video and they can quite clearly see that you are doing a full intro <laughs> to whatever and they'll go, can I have a photo? And you're like... They'll grab one of us, just yeah. pull us And I'll be like, <laughs> and there's nothing you can do on that moment. But other than that, like... We're honest, we're, we're, we're nice, happy people. And I think the one thing that is like, we appreciate the position we put in yeah. and we like to use our platforms to give back, whether that is a charity event or, or to be honest, wherever. We're just, we're just happy to talk. And I think one thing with you also, I feel like in, if anything, I accosted you, we, we started speaking, we asked like, what do you do in that? Like we, we find out so much information about other people. Like we're not usually there where somebody asks us a question. We yeah. like to ask other people questions. Then I was like, Oh yeah, I've got one podcast. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, that's uh, uh, brilliant. Yeah, good. It's nice to to intermingle and meet other people, not just be like, 
high yes photo, high yes photo. That's Absolutely. the worst thing. Absolutely. Especially after the two years we've had as well, or three years, 100%. it is nice to actually meet people, hug them and say hello. Yes. Of course. And, and you never know where conversations lead, do you? you? know, One thing leads to another and it's good to do these things. Now, AJ, obviously, Curtis has had that sort of big boom of fame through um, through Love Island. You had a similar thing, albeit uh, probably you know when you were already at a certain level of fame, but you went into I'm a Celebrity. Unfortunately, in the castle and not the Australian <laughs> in jungle, in Wales, in freezing cold Wales. But it must have been a fun experience. Do you have fond memories? Yeah, no, it's definitely awesome. But I definitely signed a contract in black and white to go to Australia. <laughs> we'll just put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as much as they, when they phone me, they're like, oh my God, it's amazing. Like, oh, we, we were doing something different. We're going to go to Wales. I was like, well, oh, that's 20 minutes from home. Yeah. I know what the temperature's like at that time of the year. It's going to be pretty miserable. You would have thought you didn't get a business class flight to Australia. <laughs> I'm brutally honest. Yes, I've never so been to Australia. <laughs> I'm never going to pay for a business class flight in my life. So I'm um, pretty sad about that. But the one thing about that show that you don't see on TV, because obviously you've got to have a scripted entertainment show to a degree. It's got to have a, a storyline. The people were great. Like talking to Mo Farrow, like watching him in the 2012 Olympics, screaming at my TV, being like, come on, Mo. And then sleeping kind of, well, in the hammock next to me. And then Russell Watson talking to him about his, it, where he sang for these Japanese emperors in their temple. And like stories that you wouldn't even have time to talk to somebody if you didn't get like trapped with them for yeah. days on end in the cold. And I think that's the one thing about that show is the people that make it and the, the scenes that are never going to be shown on TV, the, the boring things about life are the most entertaining for the people that, actually take part in them shows and that's really hard when you have 24 hours of a day shot into what yeah 20 minutes an episode because Ant and Deck take 25 minutes in reality but <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant show yeah uh, it's a cracking show it's uh it's always another it's like Love Island it's one of those shows you get totally um hooked into and, and, and addicted to a quick interruption to the show to remind you to check out our sponsor F1 Experiences F1 Experiences offer a wide range of packages that come direct from Formula One, giving you a unique experience of the pinnacle of motorsports. Official ticket packages come with the very best race tickets, first-class hotels and transfers, and unprecedented access, including track tours, pit lane walks, VIP hospitality, and loads more. It really is the closest you can get to Formula One. And Motormouth listeners can save 5% on your next F1 Experiences package by using the code M. M11F1E when booking online at f1experiences.com. Right, let's talk racing. Um, where yes. does where does this passion for racing come from? Is, you mentioned about extreme sports and wanting to get stuff that you know that gets the heart going. Is, was that part of this whole, um, I guess, journey into the the racing world? I'd say definitely it is. But I think one of the biggest things is is just cars are goddamn awesome. Yeah, the noise they make, the speed they go. The adrenaline you can get from them and their posters. We'd have them on, on our wall as kids and then you'll see them in real life and be like, what the hell? How's this here now? It's it's like I'm touching it. It's it's amazing. I feel like we've just, done yeah. more miles than anybody in the car considering every yes. weekend we were shipped, I say yeah. shipped, driven up and down the country to compete. And like it was always, whenever we'd see a car, we'd take a photo, take, oh, that's a cool number plate, whatever it is. And then, Going on Strictly, going on Love Line, we never had time to really pursue it. And I literally had a note section for the past four years of Strictly. Like, everybody that had a cool car wrote down or every, any connection I made. And I was like, well, we've had a pandemic now. We can get out and about. European road trips are happening. 
races are happening. People go out. I was like, well, if we're going to do this, why don't we do it seriously? Let's film it for a YouTube channel. Let's document it. Let's do a video every single week and really put the whole of our time and effort into it. And well, when you love doing something that you're so passionate about, it, it it's not a job. Like we've never had to work a day in our life. Yes, sometimes you get tired and it's exhausting, but it's brilliant. And the amount of connections, I do have to say, this is the one part about being kind of slightly celeb famous. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Whatever you want to say. It's not what you know, it's who you know. (laughs) So being able to get access to, for example, the Haas F1 garage at the F1 or going up the hill at Goodwood Festival Speed in the new Ferrari. Well, you were in the 296 GTB. I was in the SF90. What an animal of a car, I have to say. And then being also... given, like, a Rolls-Royce black badge to have for a week. Yeah. Like, these are things that, like, well, if we, if we can have this opportunity, if we can share this with people, oh, my God, won't mm. the content be extremely exciting yeah. and, and just fresh and new? And, and we want to do so much more. We've got so much planned for this year, haven't we? Well, we've got massive ideas that we want to do with the channel, with so many different things, and I am... Super excited to actually get some of these plans. So we only an introduced channel, but it doesn't even matter. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just happy to talk. Bros Talk Supercars, the channel's name. There, yes, good there stuff. We go. So, so are you going to join this sort of supercar community? Because you've got the likes of Seen Through Glass, Paul Wallace, JWW. Is is that the kind of vibe you're going for? We want to take over the supermarket, supercar market. No, <laughs> the no, supermarket. I was like, yeah. what? I need some milk. <laughs> There's a lot of money in that. We'll buy enough super, supercars if you own a supermarket. No, I think definitely going down that route. For us, we obviously, from the TV side and kind of looking at different aspects of how to, how to commission shows for the future, because that's my TV head and business yeah. side, working on that side. But at the end of the day, like this being able to actually control the footage, control the, the narrative of your story. And I think it's the storyline that we want, want to focus on. Each video we want to have, like, this is what the video is about. Whereas, for example, when we watch YouTube, sometimes it can be quite spasmodic. It can be a video's here, a video's there. And we want to kind of work our passions into creating more content that's actually story-led. And, yep. and, and especially when it comes down to now being able to do European road trips and stuff like this, it's yeah. kind of, it makes sense to get out and about and have fun. Yeah, well, we've, we've got, um, we'll send you an invite and I'm sure your diary is ridiculous, but on the 1st of September, we're... we're... I know, you put it when, when Salon Privé, isn't it? Blenheim Palace. Damn it. Well, it, if if you decide you want to do something different, the uh, the karting is there, and we we have lots of those YouTuber guys come. Actually, there's uh, Jimmy Broadbent, lots of others, and streamers, and F2 drivers, British touring car drivers. If you're available, you're more than welcome. Um, I mean, I may I may have be... to be sick 
but yeah. Sorry, Bay. There you go. sorry, Andrew Bagley. Sorry, yeah. Bagley. <laughs> we may have to just well, go go. I mean, accidentally it, forget. Accidentally yeah. forget. I mean, it's a, it's a charity event, so you know you can use that ah, as your you know. That's it. There you go. Um, but no, really cool. I mean, the, the whole YouTube thing is is fantastic, and obviously you have that platform to build on. So um, you know that that fame element is certainly going to help. Um, now let's talk uh, Formula One. Um, it's a it's a fascinating season this year. You've just come. Um, this will go out in a week or two. So a few weeks ago, um, you went to the British Grand Prix. Um, as you say, got up close and personal with the cars. Um, Curtis, you mentioned like the noise and all this sort of stuff. The only criticism I've got of the current F1 cars, and it's I get why it's happening, is the noise. I don't know whether you went to the racing in Formula One before the sort of turbo hybrid era. But the noise is very different to how it used to be. I feel like we're, we're modern Gen Z. No, we haven't. No, I haven't been. And everybody has said the same thing. The noise isn't the same. And I've said the same thing just following the crowd. But when I went to the F1, for somebody that hasn't been before, it really took me by surprise how noisy the cars still are. Really? But it's more yeah. of a high-pitched noise now. Yeah. It's more of a scream than a superbike sort of kind of like. Yeah, in, in a way. So yeah. I still loved it. What actually surprised me was the tire changes. Holy cow. That's incredible. Scared the crap out of me. One, the speed, and two, the when, noise. When you see, it's very hard on TV. Like, you you do a... a, a, a when you can't perceive, like sound is one thing that's really hard to get across. Obviously, depth and dimensions, and obviously smell. When you go to these events and you stood next to a tire change and that noise and and the smell of it and and the yeah. sheer kind of like force that you feel, like it's exhilarating. And no, you it can't is. you it can't is. get that through a camera <laughs> unless you literally stood right there. But yeah, the speed of it was amazing. Well, and and Hass, we were with Hass <laughs> Garage and. They were on form. They were oh, 2.8 yeah. seconds every time. They messed up the rehearsals in the morning. I was like, this is really awkward. I hope <laughs> it goes better in the uh, actual Grand Prix. They nailed it. And then I felt sorry. We got Lewis comes in. It was like a 4.8. I was like, Mercedes, if what Lewis, the hell are you doing? If Lewis didn't get a 4.8 pit stop, I am telling you, he would have been, been back out there. Yeah. He would have yeah. been second. I was yeah. gutted for him, to be fair. Yeah, no, he's... Uh... The Formula 2 cars, it's like, I was like, you go to the race, and I didn't really yeah. know what to expect. Oh. Like, Formula 2 cars? Yeah. Wow. They're amazing. They, their engines are boom. Yeah. And the fire. Yeah, I didn't expect the, the pop of them. But I think why I also thought the F1 cars were so loud was, We've been to a couple of Formula E races. Yeah. Now, yes. Formula E is obviously silent. There's a slight, a little whistle as they go past. Yeah. So that's why I think I thought the F1 cars were so loud. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly still volume there. I mean, even the F2, the F2, the F3 cars, they're up, you know, they, they make a different kind of noise. Formula E is interesting. Like, I always think with Formula E, they should have given those, because they could give those cars a noise. Well, they have given yeah, them a noise. But yeah. what, I think they should make them like Star Wars type noises. Like, you know, like the baddies from Star Wars, that kind of... <laughs> like, give, oh my gosh, like, yeah. Give them a really cool noise. But the one thing that they did, because we went to their final race in Berlin, which was epic, yeah. and oh, parted with them all. Crazy. But yeah. then when we did, obviously, the London E Prix for Formula E, it sounded great, because what they did, they housed everybody within the internal part. So as the noise came through, the yeah. wind noise and the car noise and the tyre noise, because obviously you've got a roof on it, and they kept like the DJ music going behind you. They yeah. tried to create like a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And it worked because it was inside. It was a different vibe. But as soon as you go to the Temple off track, obviously in Berlin, and you're on kind of uh, what a car park, well, an airfield at the end of the day yeah. is, you can't keep that energy in. It's and they hard. don't have the crowds that the F1 does. This is one of the biggest things at the moment. But it's still an early, early process yeah. for the public. Yeah. But they so don't have them hundreds of thousands of people, which 
create that. Yeah, but I hate, as well. I hate to say it, I don't know about you, Tim, but like the synthetic fuels, well, at the end of the day, we're going to be going back that way. Like Porsche, know, have, just, Porsche have just invested 25% yeah. into yeah. this <clears throat> synthetic fuel company, 75 million, a, a drop in the water for them. But like they haven't announced like some other companies, oh, we're going to stop making them by 2035. Yeah. And then the EU, was it Germany, France, another five, six other countries literally said, well, we want to extend that to. 2040, 2045 already yeah. before even getting I, there. I think electric and engine powered are going to live together. I well, think I, think, I think you're probably right. I mean, the future for Formula One is going to be fascinating. Um, and, and Formula E is going to be around forever. It's going to be around for a long time. I mean, they've got the contract actually for 25 years for single-seater fully electric cars. Yes. So, they, so they're fine. They've got no one going to sort of compete with them in, in, that, in that way. But it's, I I'm, I'm love-hate with Formula E. I work in it a lot. Um, I was actually at Berlin for the, the final races for last year, but I never made it to the race. Oh, but... If you saw us, we were drunk. No, I, I, <laughs> I, did, I, I wouldn't have seen you because I got COVID when I landed. Oh. Uh, I, I, I went and had my test, went to the hotel, shook hands with Mark Webber because he was there, <laughs> and then went up to my room to wait for my results. And they called me and said, you're positive. You've got to stay in your room uh, for the next 14 you days. Call to Mark. Hi, Mark. I yeah. think just... Double check your test. Yes. You might yeah. want to just go and hide in a room for a while. But it, but I, I missed the whole thing. I was in a hotel in Berlin for 14, 14 days. It was horrible. Great, um, great. And the party was, was great. They, yeah. they threw yeah, a yeah, great, great party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know the Germans love a party. But I don't yeah, know. Oh, for, oh, Formula, oh, Formula, Formula E... Wrapped wrap, wrap around the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. For, Formula <laughs> E... <laughs> I'm not sure about it yet. I'm, I'm in two minds. Um, I, I'm, get, I'm getting into it. I, I, it's been quite a good season this year. Um, Rocket Venturi are doing very well. They're becoming Maserati next year, which is really cool and exciting yeah, to have them yeah. in the sport. So, so we'll see. Are you going to go to any of the the Formula E races the rest of this year? You've got New York yeah. and London, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously do London, hundred uh, percent. But I think I, I prefer to um, look, go to Abu Dhabi for the F one. Like yeah. going to the F one in, in in Silverstone really kind of gave you that. Oh my god, I need to go. I need to be at another one. I think. Monaco is on a bucket list. Uh, it's Mon- great. Monaco, yeah, we didn't make that last year. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. I think, yeah, Abu Dhabi just looks epic. Night race and hey, we'll turn into a holiday. Well, <laughs> obviously, you've been to the the Monaco. What, yes. what is the atmosphere? Like it's there? incredible. Is it? It's it is amazing. Um, I was lucky enough to be on a, a yacht with Max Chilton on the T Jetty because I used to manage Max. I used to manage drivers, and I, I went to the race with him when he was racing for Marussia. Um, I've been a couple of times since, but that was the most special one because I knew someone in the race. I was on a yacht. I, I had the best few uh, parties. I mean, it's an incredible, incredible atmosphere. It's definitely a bucket list one. But Abu Dhabi is really cool as well because that venue is insane. Like, if you yeah, get the opportunity, looks- yeah. And you've got the weather. I, should, and- I just remind me, oh my God, I blanked Max Chilton at F1. Oh, I was, no. I was running. I went, Max you know went, running at yeah, hey. And then I went, hi, I'll be back. Tom Cruise walked into the, the paddock and I went, Curse, I've got to go get a photo Tom Cruise. Uh, Literally. Fanboy. Oh, I, I don't get starstruck. <laughs> this moment I had to capture. Oh, Man in the front, did the whole like selfie, getting in the way, being a bit, a bit shoulder barge Oh my God. Actually, it was Worth a good day. It. You were starstruck by Tom Cruise. I was starstruck by uh, Paddy the Baddy. He's a UFC fighter. I know him. Yeah. 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 Absolute legend. He was yeah. at the F1 with us. He's a lovely guy. He's, uh, he's unbeaten, isn't he, in his professional career? Like, he is yeah. so far. He's the next. I don't want to compare him to Conor McGregor because he's different, but he's going for that type yeah. of a, a style, showmanship. I know. the next Conor McGregor. I'm jumping again, but talking about Max Chilton, did you see that, that run-up? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. 
Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's like, like, it's like I felt like my neck couldn't move quick enough. It was, yeah. if anybody hasn't seen that, and to see it on camera, to then see it in person. Yeah. Made in that one car, F1 car looked like it was stood yeah. still. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh, the McMurtry car with the fans and it, it just, the downforce, like two tons of down, downforce standing still. It's, it's an insanely, yeah. insanely quick car. But fair play to Max because Max got a bit of flack during his F1 career for, you know, pay driver, badge and all that sort of stuff. But he drove the wheels off that McMurtry machine going up the hill with no fear and set the fastest time ever. You know, beat the, who was it? Um, not Hulkenberg. Uh, Heitfeld, I think it was, that had the previous um, record. What was it? 39 seconds? Yeah, unbelievably quick. So f- fair play to Max. Um, so f- F1 side, both of you, who's your favourite driver? Are you Lewis fans? Absolutely, Lewis fan. We can't say we're not. 100% Lewis fan. But I think also I do love Lando, uh, Lando Norris, obviously, because I feel like like that fresh energy has come into it. And I think he's doing a lot for the younger generation and for the fans themselves. Him and and Daniel Ricciardo, obviously. Yeah, they they bounce off each other. It's great. And I did feel so... I know I've suddenly gone to everybody now. I felt so sorry for George Russell. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And considering the camera angle that we had, obviously he jumped out of the car, he ran to help somebody in, yeah. in dire need or, or what, that crash event. Well, rules are rules. It's such a fine one, yeah. this one. Rules are rules. He Listening got out to him and on, he on the headset yeah. with race control, trying to get back into that race at Silverstone, being like, I got out of the car for X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What... For me, watching it, I completely understood what he did. I probably would have done the same thing, perhaps. He would have. And any any human in that situation wouldn't be like, that person needs help now. Yeah. And you would have been thinking, if not worse. Yeah, I know. But when you got that adrenaline going in that situation, if it was someone like, I I don't want to say perhaps, well, Max Verstappen, he would have gone. But the thing is, I do love Max Verstappen. I've got to give it to him. The kid, it has had to be balls to the wall competitive to be able to beat Lewis Hamilton, yeah. all of these top guys. He's had to be that one person that you're scared of. Yes, but there's, there's a level of ruthlessness and competitiveness and living life on the edge. And then there's a level of, of what is... But he gets away with a lot. lot that's he, awesome. he does, but I think you have to be willing in his place to push that. If nobody stops you, yeah, or hands off, nobody stopped him. He, he was young enough to be able to push things to the edge and yeah. be told off yeah. and be maybe disqualified or things like that and it doesn't matter too much. And I think because he's done that, Lewis, is, just, an, boom, Lewis boom, 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 boom. is an eight-time world champion. End of my Well, is he going to is he going to be an eight-time world champion? I mean, but in my eyes, he's already there. He's Last there. year, Rob, I do want him to be. I do want him. The to thing be. is, like that that whole thing last year was interesting. But I get, I get it. Like lots of people were were upset about that. But on the balance of the season, like Verstappen led twice as many laps mm-hmm. as Lewis he outperformed him in many of the races so on balance you sort of think it's probably the right result even though the way it came about wasn't correct. it's a hare and tortoise argument though isn't it when yeah. it gets down to that level but that's it, it, it was it was made it. by yeah. somebody sat in a chair watching a race and we're trying to I've been trying to get Michael Massey I connected with him on LinkedIn and I've te- I've messaged him and I know he's read my messages and I'm desperate to get him on the podcast and I don't want to I don't want to make him feel awkward. I just want to have his, I think he deserves his his moment to say, here's how it was for me. Because, you know, 
He's he just got put through the ringer. He was absolutely annihilated on social media. Whatever he says or well, does oh yeah, will be wrong. Was, Whatever he does will be wrong. But in that moment, to say one thing for another thing to happen and then to be in a in max in such a competitive advantage with them, them tires, I was just like, well, we all know what's gonna happen. The one thing that would have happened if Lewis smashed into Max, but because it would if it was a role reversal. Max would have put that car into Lewis. Oh, you can't say that. Love that. Love <laughs> it. I've just said it. Yeah. I've just said it. That I just happened. Mike dropped. Take a little tap of the back wheel. Oh, yeah. my, my wheels didn't have enough grip straight through the corner. <laughs> but I have to say, it's great entertainment. It is. Sport, wasn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mental. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you can see that, Silverstone. You can see the, the, the people that watch Netflix Drive to Survive. They had come to Silverstone for the first time. Not even F1 fans through and through just wanted to experience that yeah. momentum. And that for the sport is what is going to take it into the next leave. And, and like what you said before with Formula E, and it's going to kind of maybe leave that in the back and leave yeah. it in the dust, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fascinating to see where it, where it will all go in the next few years. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. And that drive to survive generation are really changing the face of it. Um, and, and not only that, it's, br- it's brought the American market in. I mean, you know, next year we'll have three races in uh, in the states. Oh yeah, what was your opinion on Miami? Uh, uh, I was there, and um, it, it wasn't brilliant, but yeah, it, but it was it, it, it was the first race. It's the first time they've done it. The first time we had the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, it was sort of the same. Like logistics were a nightmare, parking was a nightmare, getting to your hospitality unit was an absolute nightmare. It was all very very challenging, and it's boiling hot and. Everyone was sweating their balls off and, and there wasn't enough food. You know, lots of things that annoyed people about the facility before they'd even watched the race. Um, and the track's all right, but um, not brilliant. I feel like um, what you just said, all that stuff, like when it goes to Vegas, that's going to be awesome. I feel yeah. like that's the proper street circuit. Yeah. Like, as everybody said, Miami was at the end of their car park where it wasn't even had a Miami backdrop. Yeah. But Vegas is going to be like, oh, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Be insane. Like it will be absolutely insane, and and yeah, I can't wait for that one. I'm touch wood. I'm going to be there. So um, yeah, I think everybody's touching wood. Yeah. I'm trying to make that one happen. You've got to make that happen. Um, well, listen, guys, we're we're nearly out of time. I've got three final questions for you. Um, quick fire ones. Um, two of which have come from um, some of our listeners, um, and a final one that we throw at everybody. So, um, Imi Cousins has asked, uh, "What was harder, learning to dance or learning to drive?" Uh, learning to dance. dance I think that's a bit of a no-brainer yeah. dance yeah, absolutely I hate yeah. to say this but my girlfriend's learning to drive now and I'm like Abby if every Tom, Dick and Harry can pass the driving test I think you can do right, it right listen to this I found this this mind-blowing so Abby went on her first driving lesson oh, yeah. and then the yeah. instructor told her not to use the brake yeah don't the worry inst- about the brake love. I'll do that for you yeah so he used the brake and only told her to use the accelerator that's wouldn't unusual. the brake be the first thing they teach you to use yeah that's uh, very odd not anymore this makes a lot of sense really? blew my mind why would he is, is he really a driving instructor is, I said the same thing yeah. no idea he is cheap We'll say that. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's, is it an electric car? Because they have that regen, you know, where you take... No, 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 no. Uh, it's, it's still petrol. It's dodgy. That <laughs> is dodgy. I'd, uh, yeah, I'd uh, investigate that one a little bit further. Um, from Centre Sports, who is the better dancer and who's the better driver? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the better dancer. And I'm the better driver. There you whoa, go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought you Easy. Boom, boom. Next question. You beat me on the sim at Silverstone. 
and I beat you on the Vassalo Pro proper racing sim. Right. right, okay, no, you did beat me on that, but the thing is, I've now had some practice, and I've actually focused and honed my skill together. Because of this argument, we're actually <laughs> going to uh, Daytona Go-Kart in, in yeah. a week to film a video, just to kind of fly out on the track. On the B-Max because, because we're really annoying each other, and then we're going to get a race license yeah. and do it in a proper yes. car. You do go-karting, don't you? A little bit. Like, yeah, the problem is there's a big weight difference here. It's a big but, problem. Um, that's a problem. That is a, that's a genuine problem. Uh, boo like like yeah. a four stone weight difference. No, that's a major thing. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Curtis. Like on on the straights, you're going to lose. There's no question. Yeah. You'll get overtaken every single time. This is another reason to come to our karting event. Two and a half hour endurance race. You can battle it out on track. Um, and weight loss. And, and weight loss. <laughs> yeah. uh, final question for you both. Um, let's go to you, AJ, first. What are you scared of? Um, simple for me, um, wasting time. Oh, I like it. Like, for me, um, everybody is kind of on this earth and, like, people have the opportunity to do stuff and, and yeah. if I have the opportunity and I waste my time and I waste my opportunity, like, um, yeah, I would be very upset in the future. Good one. Curtis? Uh, bees. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasps and bees. Oh. Bad experience in your childhood? No, never been stung. Never never had a bad experience whatsoever. I've just heard people that they say it's one of the most painful things. And then some people say it's not. So oh, some reason created a phobia. It's not that bad. Yeah. That's, you, no, you said some like proper, great, yeah. fantastic thing. And I'll just bees. Bees. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. You know, bees and wasps. I mean, I get, yeah. I mean, I don't particularly like them. Wouldn't say I'm scared of them. I haven't been stung for a long, long time. It doesn't hurt that much. It doesn't hurt that much. Like, I, I mean, I'm not like, I wouldn't like start shivering, well, but I'm a little bit, I'll is... jump away from it. You know, like a bee yeah. is something like I'm like, whoa, back off, yeah. darling. Back off, back, back off. Down yeah. I remember Rowan Atkinson just did that Netflix show and it's about a bee. That's what it's yeah, so I was meant to <laughs> you start watching that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the pain thing is not about, I tell you, if you want pain, well, you don't know one wants pain, but if, if you want something to fear because of pain, fear gout, gout of the big toe. <laughs> If you it drinks, if you drink too much red wine, I've had it once or twice. It, honestly, I've never known pain like it in my life. That is the worst. And I love a good red wine as well. well. So do I. But don't drink too much of it, or you'll get gout in your big toe, and it's it's crippling. It's the worst thing ever. Um, <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that note. That's, oh, that's wow. where we wrap up. I thought you were gonna go and get your gout cream here, right? Yeah. <laughs> my gout. Yeah. That's a good shout. I should think about that. Um, but listen, chaps, thank you so much uh, for joining me on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you and, and learning more about you and your careers and your thoughts on racing. All the best with the the new content coming out. All the best with your futures. Um, maybe see you at a at a panto at Christmas time when I bring the kids along. Um, for now, thank you so 100%, much. Yeah. yeah we'd love to go. Up. Done. Done. Um, for now, thank you so much for joining us on the Motor Mouth Podcast. Honestly, uh, thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Motormouth Podcast. Do make sure you give us a follow on our socials, Twitter at Motormouth underscore, Instagram at Motormouth underscore official, and Facebook, just search Motormouth. You can also download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans, and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. We're also proud to be supporting the Brain Tumor Charity too, so make sure you check the links in the podcast description to find out how you can help cure brain tumours quicker. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth Podcast.
If you've been listening to this and thinking, actually, I really want to go and experience a race for myself in person, why not do it in style at a Formula One Grand Prix thanks to F1 Experiences, the official experience, hospitality and travel program of Formula One. F1 Experiences really is the closest you can get to the sport. Official ticket packages which include the best race tickets, first class hotels, travel and exclusive behind the scenes access across a Grand Prix weekend, F1 Experiences offer packages like no other. So to To book your F1 Experiences package, head online to f1experiences.com and if you enter code MM11F1E, you'll get 5% off too. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.